0: This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is July the 3rd, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. I'm offended by selling. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Conviction. All right, we got some dudes with conviction here. Eugene is back. He's in Belarus. Oh yeah, that's a unique perspective. J.W. Weatherman makes his a thousandth appearance on the show. No, he's. It's awesome to have him back here, baby. He's a regular. Russ hasn't been on for a while. He's here. Okay, dudes, we got we, we got a quite a quite a panel here. Best freaking guests in the space. They can ask each other questions. I can ask them questions. You can ask questions in the chat. Do a super chat or type in Bitcoin Meister. Hello, my elite friends. I hope uh, your holiday weekend is going just uh, swimmingly, although you might not be allowed to swim where you are, depending on all these rules. Anyway, so I'm I'm here on YouTube, and the the news of the week has been so clickbaity. It's unbelievable. Like, we have a blockchain that monitors food production. I mean, how many times have we heard this before? And we're not going to – we don't talk about that stuff here. So, I mean, I, w- I wanted to kind of get deep and get into a, a topic that it's it's something that's valid every week, a- and that is you know, Bitcoin isn't perfect. I love Bitcoin. I think it's great. But there's ways it could improve. There's there's let, Let's have some critical talk about Bitcoin here. Because if you can't be critical about something, then you're, you're just a, a blind worshiper, and that's, that's not cool. So we'll start with JW. He, he can be critical of a lot of things. So well, what are some ways Bitcoin can improve or what are, what are some, your, your thoughts on uh, how Bitcoin isn't perfect?
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, this is a little bit, this is, you know, I know, I know I have the reputation for being the uh, curmudgeonly uh, jerk, but, um, but really it's kind of, it's kind of a challenge because you know, Bitcoin's open source software, right? So if I, if I really knew how to fix it or knew how to make it better, then it would be better already. I would have already you know, written the code or paid somebody to execute the idea and, and uh, gotten it merged in, I'm sure. Because it's not just open source, but it is a healthy like open source project where I haven't seen any good ideas that don't have a lot of negative trade-offs not make its way in. But with that caveat, you know, I'll, I'll accept the challenge of, of saying some things uh, about it that are critical. I think one is, I really don't want to wait for simplicity. Um, this Russell O'Connor project, uh, uh, this Blockstream project, it, it went after smart contracts and scripting languages the right way, uh, really from from like a first principles ground level approach. Um, and it's, it's really, really amazing. And some of the implications of this are that you wouldn't really have to upgrade Bitcoin anymore. Uh, once we have this, it's as a complete of a programming language as you could possibly want on a blockchain. Um, it's not Turing complete because that's, you know, insane. Um, it doesn't make any sense for any application and has all kinds of negatives. Um, so it's actually what like Ethereum, for example, purported to be and all the all this, you know, this hype, it's, it's the actual realization of, of that. Um, and I don't know how long we're going to have to wait for it. So if I had to say something critical, it'd be simplicity now. Um, uh, just the reason that we wouldn't have to upgrade, um, you know, like the soft forks that we're all excited about, like Schnorr signatures and all, all that sort of stuff, uh, Taproot, um, those, those take so much time to get implemented because we have to actually, you can think of it as like hard coding those into the protocol. Whereas once we have something like, like simplicity, um, you don't have to do that. It, it might be inefficient to run that code. Um, and so you could kind of say we would have to, this, the, the, what I'll call the shortcuts, the jets uh, part of simplicity you do sort of have to upgrade the network to get that. Uh, but it's, it's only efficiency gain stuff, right? So it's not, it shouldn't be very controversial. Um, so I don't even, I, I feel like that really limits what we would call an upgrade. So I want that right now. And uh, I'll be critical of the community too. I think in general, it's, it's a good group of folks. Uh, there's a lot of degenerates that are attracted to any sort of rebellious, rebellious uh, sort of movement. So, you know, we have more than our fair share of scumbags, I would say. Um, and, uh, we also have, you know, quite a few simps, uh, more than I think any of us expected with, uh, what happened with the virus. Um, we saw very few people and I'll, I'll give Adam credit for being one of, I think, honestly, less than half a dozen people that I can think of that, uh, you know, Francis Plo, Parabolic Trav. Um, there's a few other folks that I, I, are not coming to top of, Oh, uh, Rollo, uh, McFlugel and, uh, heavily armored clown. Like, very few people saw this as bullshit uh, or bullcrap, excuse me, um, from the beginning. And uh, Adam was one of them, um, which is part of the reason I, I wanted to make sure to show up today. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that, that I'd say those two things are, are disappointing. Uh, you know, with the big caveat of Luckman, it's open source software and, and it's doing what it can do.
0: Well, thank you very much there. Pound that like button everybody for, hey. It, we are living in a time of so many lies, and it's like now you're you're like a, people are almost hero, heroic for telling the truth. I mean, this is it's well, well that, that's a beyond Bitcoin type of uh, uh, a, a subject matter out there. But yeah, the simping. Ooh, wow. It, but uh, I, I do want to say uh, it, it does seem like cancel culture has come to Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, it, it's, but the amazing thing is, is that Bitcoin here I'm saying pot, Bitcoin can fake uh, definitely fights, uh, mainstream cancel culture. I, I, I will say that as, uh, as we saw this week, there was a big YouTuber. I pro- we probably can't say his name. SM let's call him SM got a uh, banned from YouTube and he has raised so much, uh, uh, contributions through, uh, Bitcoin. And it, it just shows you, uh, that, uh, even though he's gone from this platform, he can still, uh, he can still be funded. And, uh, that, the Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin does not bow to, to cancel culture, but there are people in Bitcoin that definitely are part of the cancel culture now. I guess we'll talk about that later. All right, uh, Russ, what, what, what's, uh, what are ways that Bitcoin can improve your your, your critical analysis of, of Bitcoin?
2: Well, I mean, as you know, I mean, shoot, I've been following Bitcoin since it's 42 bucks, right? And I, I have that kind of approach to things that give me the better argument. I'm always open to the better argument. And uh, anybody that isn't, I think they're kind of captured by uncommon sense, you know, in a way. But for me, I spent that whole time trying to find issues with Bitcoin. Now we talk about the scaling to ad nauseum. I think a lot of it um, really comes down to, you know, a simple proposition, right? We're going to need financial sovereignty. Uh, there, You have a guest on here that actually will probably ex- explicate really the reasons why you want that, but even here in a stable U.S. economy, you know, we still will want that as well. Uh, but you don't have a steam drill to, you know, unclog your sink, right? And some people present that as a problem. All right, and I think people have to realize what Bitcoin actually does. The biggest problem in Bitcoin today is the the control over the narrative, and there should be control. But there's a certain narrative that has to slowly evolve. And its complexity, Bitcoin as a a program, as a protocol, is very simple, I guess, right? Uh, In terms of use, but its implications are so profound and it touches every area of our lives in the same way money does. And um, it has the same impacts. And so for a lot of those reasons, I think people get confused. And I, I like to think about the difference between Bitcoin and altcoins, is the difference between one and one is two. And one and one is possibly eleven or possibly three. Depending on how you want to play with that, right? But when it comes down to a final accounting of what happens in our economy, we want a good calculator. We don't want a calculator that does one and one is two, I mean one and one is three or one and one is eleven. Do you know what I'm saying? And 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 so to me it's that it's the control over that narrative, what happens. And I think uh, over time, this narrative has evolved because a lot of us in the Bitcoin Maximus camp, we've been talking about these issues because we've been debating them. We've been open to the better argument the whole time and not to marketing. Uh, Bitcoin doesn't have a marketing group, and it, that's a good thing because it will ultimately sell itself. But unfortunately, the 80 percenters get in the way, and I agree uh, with JW here. Uh and, and that, at the end of the day, it's a lot of new people that came into this space that didn't have ideals. They're just empty speculating, and that's okay. That's that's what a free market does. And but that's also its strength. That's what the Andreas mentions when he talks about Bitcoin as a sewer rat, and that's a strength. I'm going to want to make the argument. I I really tried to look at what I thought were some problems with Bitcoin. But I think ultimately, it's going to be the world's last money. It will be the world's last money. Uh, and it will be the last money until there's no need for savings. I mean, we might reach that Jeremy Rafkin point of zero marginal cost society. In that case, why do you have savings? A guy who has no money can get just as much as, you know, his needs are fulfilled in the same way as the other guys, you know, we'll fight over land possibly for a while, who knows. But ultimately, there's real scarcity in the world. I'm just saying you can't eliminate some. But ultimately, I think uh, this is going to be the world's last money. And the narrative and the fight over that narrative is really the only problem I found right now. And I do fault the Bitcoin community because people like uh, Peter Schiff can still get out there and make dumb arguments that merchants don't accept uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. But in the same way, they don't accept gold with his little stupid plastic you know, it just bothers me that he's able to make these arguments with very competent people like Saifuddin Dean and some of these others. Anyhow, I will go on. I'll, I'll pause for everybody else.
0: Okay, okay. Peter Schiff is a—he's uh, got—he comes up a lot around here. People just ignore him. People ignore him. All right, let's let's go to the unique perspective of our buddy in Belarus. It is Eugene. Do you have a take on a, a critical take on Bitcoin?
3: First of all, Adam, thanks for getting back to the show again. Yes, I'm in Belarus, and now it's the 3rd of July, and today we have an official day of independence in our country. But I would say about that later. Let's start with Bitcoin. I'm not an IT guy. You know, I'm not a programmer. I'm just an economist. I'm just an Austrian economist. And I came into Bitcoin space in 2017 just because I realized very clearly that Bitcoin, first time of the human history, May return the humanity to the idea of sound money. And do you understand what I mean? And I try to explore that space. I saw a lot, the ICI, so on and so forth. We are not going to talk about that. So, as an economist, I'm trying to look on Bitcoin as a possible money. And when I say money, I mean the commonly accepted medium of exchange, the classical uh, definition of money. Uh, from uh, uh, any Austrian economist perspective. And what do we see? Does Bitcoin serve uh, the function of commonly accepted media of exchange? Has it been accepted in this function? Definitely, we can't say that. Uh, Is it serve the function of store of value? Definitely, yes. Does it serve the function of unity of account? Definitely, no. And I have no prediction. Will it be the same or not? That's my economist perspective view or on on Bitcoin. Uh, nevertheless, from this point of view, I, cons- I am considering Bitcoin like a very, very interesting, very interesting phenomena, and we cannot even predict all the possible consequences consequences of Bitcoin I'm living here on our planet Earth and. Uh, accepting father and father That's my opinion. I cannot criticize Bitcoin. That's my point.
0: Well, you, you, gave, you gave a logical explanation there. Hey, the thing is that I want to point out is that the guests I have on this show and me, we're not clickbaiting saying Bitcoin to a million tomorrow. Bitcoin to... It's, 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 some parts of the uh, Bitcoin ecosystem have become a joke that way. Where you just you know the the people are just blindly spouting out things to make people happy. And uh you if you really I believe if if you believe long term for Bitcoin, you're willing to say, you know what, it's not perfect. It's not gonna be a million dollars tomorrow, <laughs> type of thing. I'm not here for the clickbait. I'm 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 here for the long term. So that, that was my point in starting the show this way. There is a guy out there, Doug here, asked well, this is a question for Eugene. Eugene, uh, as an Austrian economist, at this point in your uh, in your life, in your journey, living in, in a country uh, that has gone through economic problems and where store of value is very important, what is your take on gold and, and precious metals now, now that you've become a Bitcoiner? Do, do you still have respect? Um, what's your take on precious metals?
3: If we talk about precious metals we do see the camelix have it fact that the majority not the vast majority but a huge amount of precious metals are in the big buildings of central banks and you know what i mean why is it so because they truly understand the real value of their fiat fraud so called money or how to say i call this Situation in today's world finance, like a territorial monopoly on fraudulent false money printing. And all the government, any government in the world, has its own monopoly. That's why they do value gold. That's why every clear guy values gold. Of course, we cannot use gold as money in today's world. It's too hard. But we understand that cryptocurrencies, they may serve due to its deficit due to its function, to tangibility, to uh, uh, convenient ways of transmitting it, It can serve like gold, like sound money. So I truly believe that Bitcoin is able to return humanity to the sound money idea. That's my opinion about gold and Bitcoin.
0: All right. So uh, I I wanted wanted to put it out there that uh, there are going to be uh, some uh, precious metal guys that – that 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 say that gold is the, the only true uh, st- store of value. It's cetera, Say it's that. Uh, I, I I just want to say that both both can exist. We can have both out there. I am by far a fan of 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 Bitcoin over cryptocurrency. But uh, the person in the chat was saying can't both exist at the same time. Sure, yeah, but yeah both. Can exist.
2: Yes, but just like uh, horse and carriages can exist with uh, Maseratis. Yes. Look, look, at the end of the day, look, gold failed at least three times, at least two times, right, in this last century to be a a monetary base. It's not good. And, And the idea of a medium of exchange as being an aspect of money. No, that's bifurcated. Bitcoin offers us a way of understanding money in terms other than a lump of metal. All right, and and so there's new properties that are going to emerge and there's certain properties of what we thought was part of money medium of exchange no you can do medium of, of exchange with Chuck E. cheese tokens
0: <laughs> oh someone's phone rang there uh jw your your thoughts on this
1: yeah i think i think that they can coexist right like you we have silver physically in existence right now and gold and when when we were on sort of an international gold standard. Silver still existed, even though it wasn't really used as money. So the, the question isn't like, will those materials exist? The question is, can you have multiple things acting as money? Um, and I think Andreas, more than anybody else, has, has done a huge disservice to the, the Bitcoin community and, and the general knowledge and understanding of how this stuff works in general. Um, because money is always one thing. Um, you can't have multiple monies. That's called barter. If we're just trading chickens for ducks, for silver, for gold, for whatever, that's barter. And, and we don't want that because that's not a very efficient system, right? We would have pro- probably take nuclear war on a global scale to push us back to barter. So if you're sitting on some, uh, some bags of uh, the, the, the fraud coin I call gold, which is no more legitimate and has no more opportunity to become monetized than Ripple or uh, anything else, um, like the, the other guest said, it served its purpose, right? It's got a central banking multiple times. It has inherent flaws um, built into it of divisibility and verifiability and transportability. Those things are lacking in such a way that it always leads to banking, and banking uh, in that way always leads to central banking. So we're not, we're not going back to gold. I mean, if we did, it would just be a, a part of resetting the fiat system. It's not a solution to any problem that we have. Um, so to me, it's just another scam coin uh, when you're talking about it in regard to, uh, you know, uh, a monetary system. Now, you know, if you want to make electronics or something, you have a bad tooth. It's, it's a great option, but it doesn't work as money.
0: Hey, I, I wanted to say, pound that like button if you knew the moment... That Russ brought up Andreas, that J.W. would bring up Andreas too, but in a little different way. Pound that! Line. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming, dude. Hey,
2: All just a right. note: Andreas has blocked me a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, Russ, it's
0: probably because of your take on uh, men going their own that, that type
2: of uh, subject matter. Yeah, I think it's, I
1: think it's because he posted a picture that picture of Andreas
2: licking the hammer. Uh, look look i love the guy don't get me wrong i love the guy i was critical of one of the remarks that he had made about kind of setting on the fence and i reminded him that you know in a moving train there's no neutral position you know he was trying to be "Ah, ah, ah." but uh at the end of the day look andreas his his philosophy he's focused on the social aspects of this and that's good um so you know look to me uh Andreas didn't block me because of MGTOW. I think people like Vortex has blocked me because of a Um uh, actually uh, I had um, oh my god. Uh,
0: we're, talking we're talking cancel, cancel culture me. here. I knew yeah, I knew this for uh, the money. Um, um, yeah, you know what? I got to say Andreas is did uh, I lose? A- Andreas is definitely a uh, politically I can't correct. hear anybody. I just lost. You can hear it somehow. Uh, log off, log off. Log off. Log on and log off there. Hang on, dude. It's you're, you're seeing real stuff here. Hang on.
1: Well, while you guys are doing that, I'll just I'll just pontificate about all the things. Can that you hear me now? The uh, yes, social justice warrior known as uh, Andres. Yes,
0: please talk about. I, I, that's what I want to say. He's politically correct. He's into the. Uh, uh, he, Russ said it right. Uh, that he's into some social aspects. And hey, that's that's something we got. It anyone can come to the space, but take it Take it over, JW.
1: Oh, no, I, I was just, I was just being a, a, a pain in the butt there. Um, no, I mean, look, I, I, I think he, because he, because it got brought up and I am critical of the guy, but I, I think he's probably a decent dude. And uh, I know that he brought a lot of people into Bitcoin. And so he's probably had a more positive impact on Bitcoin than I can hope to. But at the same time, you know, this uh, social justice warrior stuff just doesn't mix well with Bitcoin. We got to clear that stuff out. Um, You know, I'm I'm glad he brought some gold, but he brought some dross too. And, uh, you know, it's kind of all of our jobs to try to burn that stuff off. The social justice warrior stuff is just acid and uh, socialism is not a good idea. That's why we need Bitcoin. So if if you're in that mindset, you know, hopefully uh, over time that'll get cleared up. But the the more insidious thing and the reason that uh, that. I I do want to like focus on this is the intellectual concept of many monies that's been used as scam coin cover. It's really infected a lot of folks in Bitcoin. That's why we have the term cryptocurrencies, I think. Um, And, you know, we have all these, all these fraud coins running around. Um, It's really important that people understand what money is and how it works and that it has to be that third thing that facilitates a transaction. It can't be the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth thing or it's barter. And I think that that's obvious once you really stop and think about it. But there's been a whole lot of money behind confusing people on that particular topic because it opens up the door for a lot of theft. And uh, unfortunately, I think Andreas was the most effective at, at opening and holding that door open for the longest. So you know, we, we gotta, we gotta beat on the stuff. That's nonsense. Um, but you know, it doesn't mean that he hasn't, uh, contributed
2: quite a bit. And I don't want to take that away from the guy. Look, All right. uh, look, you know, if you want to talk about like social justice though, it, it, everybody is here for a social justice reason. If we, we want good money, you know, and that's not a, an issue that is unsocial and that's embedded in the social. Um, and there's like a, there's a lot of issues. I won't go far off the tangent, but there is a, a real important reason why libertarians have values anarchists actually have values, as well as conservatives or these trad cons. Everybody has values and they want to express those values. Bitcoin is a nice way of expressing monetary value for sure. But what I think should be made very clear with this, at least in terms of what its deficits are, what have you, is that it's not a medium of exchange. These Chuck E. Cheese tokens, these fiat cryptos, whatever they're going to create, these stable tokens, these can all function independently. And I don't know. I mean, I do get the idea that you can't have more than one money because you're talking about barter. I do agree that's a a compelling argument. But at the end of the day, the way these things are going to be linked up, it's going to be transparent. You'll be moving in and out of Chuck E. Cheese tokens, you know, because look, if I go to buy something, this is my fundamental critique of the money, uh, medium of exchange argument, uh, essentially of cash and these others, is if I go out and I buy something and the merchant doesn't get the payment or if I don't get the product, I want someone to call. When it comes to my store of value, I have a, an unconfiscatable amount of value that I can control, unlike gold. That's why gold is in all these central banks. It was confiscated, guys. And people care about that. That's a social justice issue as well. Let's not minimize that term is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I I, want to make just one comment and then I'm going to let the uh, Austrian economist uh, jump in because I think he'll explain it in in some good depth. But I, I think along with that many monies is this concept that you can separate out the attributes of medium of exchange, store of value, and unit of account. And if anybody's confused about that, just focused on just focus on what a unit of account is and how it works. Because what, what we're doing in, in Austrian economics is we're describing how money functions and the problems that it solves. And it's really the scam coiners that have tried to bifurcate that into three different uh, separatable things, right? So it's like somebody looking at a horse and saying a horse has four legs and it also um, you know, has a mane. And then somebody comes along and says, you know you, you can have, you can have a mane and you can have four legs. It's like, no, we're describing a horse. you don't get it. And, and that I think that error has been really, really well funded. Um, I do think Roger pushed that harder than anybody, but, uh, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that and let, uh, let, let us get some more detail from the, from the pro
0: Austrian economics, uh, Eugene, you have anything, uh, to, to
1: add to this?
3: Yeah. May, may you, uh, rebuild the question. Are you going to send a real question?
1: Okay. So the, the question is, yes. um, Can you, when when we're talking about money, can you have one money that acts as a store of value and another money, another asset that acts as a unit of, uh, or a a medium of exchange and a different one that acts as a unit of account and maybe a third one that acts as a store of value? Is that, is that possible?
3: Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I would say that let market decide what to use for any function because... Uh, first of all, from the system engineering thinking, first of all, we need function. And secondly, we need something X, which will serve this function best, or something Y, which will serve this function best. Money is the function, the most and the only one, major function of the money is to be made of media of exchange. It's like money developed. All other functions are consequence from this. Uh, if to answer, may we have money the best money for a medium of exchange or best money for a uh, unit of account. I really don't know. That <laughs> that's, uh, looks like a uh, very interesting situation. Uh, think, think viewing situation. Mm, well, well, look. Theori- theoretically, yes. Theoretically. But let the market decide. Let us the entrepreneur entrepreneurs decide. Let us the people decide. That's, that's the answer from the praxeological point of Austrians. <laughs>
2: Yeah, look, you could look at it from two different sides here, right? Or there's probably a third, too, if you want to talk about it as an ideal speculative asset. I do make those arguments there, too. But you can look at it as the most saleable thing, right? Or you could also look at it as the most unconfiscatable account. I want my money, my value to be in the most unconfiscatable account. I'll transfer some of that into all these Chuck E. Cheese tokens all you want. And it'll sell just like these fiat sell. Because everybody will have their own reasons for whatever token they have. I think the it'll be as liquid and uh, as fluid, uh, as systems as you want. Maybe even transparent. But medium of exchange, in my opinion, has left the building. Uh, it, when we talk about it, a lot of economists are still really just talking about this lump of metal. Like uh, what, a couple thousand years of this stuff. Or no, I'd say since Adam Smith, right? But look. We have to understand. I, well, I think we have to probably come to terms or have more of these types of arguments or debates around what aspects of money uh, are still viable. Because look, at the end of the day, the the central you know banks, these things, these larger institutions can end up having, you know, uh, 20, you know, 29, uh, 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 million, 990, you know, Bitcoin. And that one Bitcoin can still service the global economy. If you add enough zeros at the end of that, that will not be an issue. No other asset could do that. At some point, you divide an atom of gold and you don't have gold. There's limits to a lot of things, but not math.
0: Mm, Very good point there. All right, we'll let uh, JW uh, uh, conclude this uh, topic. Uh, any, Any conclusionary thoughts on this you wanted to add, JW?
1: Yeah, I've got about three hours of lectures on this topic on and I'm just gonna show my own, uh, my own project. So if you go to 10 hours of Bitcoin.com, there's some stuff from other folks, but um, but my lectures are all focused on basically kind of trying to summarize and apply Mises human action to uh, to Bitcoin. So if you're interested in that, take a look. I will say that so far, I'm not aware of a single person that's gone through that 10 hours and still thinks that you can have many monies that you can separate out a unit of account, medium exchange, or that, uh, these scam coins are viable. So you can be the first one to break my perfect record if you actually sit down and go through the material and uh, and tell me that you still think those things are possible.
0: All right. These dudes are all linked to below. I, I should have said that. They're all linked to below. My backup channel is linked to below. By the way, I'm doing an extra show on my backup channel like right after this show. So tune in there, dudes. You're getting a bonus today. But uh, you're, what's your exact site again, uh, JW, where the courses are at? It's easy to remember URL from what I remember.
1: Yeah, it's ten hours of Bitcoin.com, and you can either everything. type in ten or just put in one zero hours right. of Bitcoin.com.
0: And, and again, they're all uh, they're linked to below. Everybody's linked to below. Well, Russ isn't linked to below because he's his social media is uh, well, he, he's a private type of dude. But uh, they're, they're, you can DM them and everything, ask them questions, et cetera, et cetera. You know, with, now that we're we're on the topic of gold and this week in Bitcoin, I do just want to remind everyone. Uh, that at the beginning of the week we had that news from china that uh, a, a gold dealer had put up fake gold as collateral to a loan so it's uh it, it's definitely fakeable it's it's definitely unconfiscatable 83
1: the, tons 83 yes. tons of gold it's an incredible amount of
2: uh, of gold and a decent percentage of china's And they leveraged they leveraged, I think, two billion dollars worth of uh, money on that too. Yeah,
0: it, it's questionable. It, it might have some of it might have been real at first. I mean, there's all sorts of corruption over there. Like, uh, who knows if they replaced it at one time? All that's known is, at the end of the day, it was fake.
2: Okay, and, and yeah, uh, but they thought they found a thousand gold bars here in our bullion banks. And some of them had the ident- the same serial number. I can have a, an Excel sheet and make sure that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, it is, there's corruption involved in the, that that entire uh, th- that that old school system, and that's why I, I hey we're living in the te- technological world. People can still do the horse and buggy if they want to. Always, people will always ride horses. People will always ride horses. People will always have gold. Um, and so uh, that, that 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 that's my uh, that's my take on the whole thing. It's the uh, I'm the Bitcoin Meister. I'm not the Gold Meister. Uh, okay, okay, let's uh. Let's go on to well. Here's something I I, I want to get a, a quick take since since the new <laughs> clickbaity new new news slash noise. Okay, that's what we're going to talk about now because it it is uh it's becoming apparent this DeFi thing, it's it's definitely not going away. Everybody, uh, people like to have headlines about it. I I just want to get everyone's take on uh. Uh, well, I don't even know give a darn about DeFi. That, that's a good question, too. Um, and, and, but but let, let's start with uh, Russ. Have, have you, uh, Do you think this DeFi thing in Ethereum uh, is going to be bigger than the ICO? And do, do you think it's a bunch of uh, hot air? And are you affected by it or have you ignored it?
2: I, I think it's silly because all this technology needs to be built on the most stable, secure blockchain.
0: Yeah, and it's and so if it's built on Ethereum, you're saying no. It's uh, yeah. I'd
2: say again, just like the other guy had said, like it's not. It's Turing complete. It, it's an. It's like an operating system, right? And what operating system do you know that can't be exploited? I mean, this and, is silly.
0: Yeah, yeah. D, and DeFi, there's already been exploits for DeFi. Uh, but uh, we've we, we talked about I think a little bit about marketing before. Also, I think it's a. It's a unique marketing tool for uh, Ethereum. I mean, it's being used as as a marketing tool. I think people just they want it in their name so that they get uh, publicity at, at this point. Something. To me,
2: to me, the end game with this is that Bitcoin's going to be this Bitcoin Hydra. Look, all possible innovation is going to be built around Bitcoin as second, third layer, as side chains. And, you know, adding tokens to their to their project is only going to make it where people will go to projects that are more decentralized. You, you only have one blockchain. There's only there's it only does one thing. Blockchain technology only does one thing. And don't get me wrong. You don't use a steam drill to unclog your sink. OK, so there's what we take to be flaws with Bitcoin is just an inherent, inherent use. Right. And non-use of blockchain that's all it does it does one and one is two it doesn't do one and one is three one and one is 11 one is, it's not going to do that no matter how much they sell it everybody's going to want these smart contracts this, this decentralized finance to be built around the most secure and to me the biggest best innovation i'll say it again on your show the the biggest innovation since blockchain itself was that segue because it, it made bitcoin more secure it, it, it added, it made it more stable, but it made it extensible, and so it, the world is free to have fun and build something that actually proves itself in the free market.
0: All right, JW, I, I've, you've commented on uh DeFi before, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, how much bigger do
1: you think this thing is going to get? You know, I don't think I have, man. I don't, th- I don't think I. I have thought, well, you've I
0: done. done. I maybe I may get confused with your Ethereum overall uh, take. Yeah, yeah,
1: I've been, I've been obviously critical of ethereum since i since i first wrote the bitcoin threat model and uh the contrast is just obvious but but i think this is good i think what's happening is um i think ethereum is revealing itself to be a little bit more like one coin than anybody would have thought right i think that the the guys that put it together they had scam backgrounds right like vitalik this is not his first scam He's run several scams that are public knowledge, if you look into them. Um, and they do seem to come out of Russia. It seems to be a little bit of a cottage industry there. Um, OneCoin was definitely guys that were running Ponzi schemes in Russia um, and doing money laundering. And I think that's really probably what Ethereum is. It's a combination of money laundering. Like, that's really what's pushing up the price and Ponzi scheme sort of, sort of dynamics where they know how to promote these things. They, they don't actually need a product that works. They just need a sort of a name and a product to sell it. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I think at some point we're going to realize maybe some details on even the multi-level marketing aspect. Like I can't wait to find out how they fund their shills. Right. If that comes out, I think that'll be really enlightening. We'll see. It's a lot more like, you know, like, like, plus token than we ever would have would have thought um so i think the fact that this is just a more obvious ponzi scheme uh, this whole DeFi thing is good it means that the narrative that they can compete with bitcoin that they can build a uh turing complete blockchain that they you know that they're going to do smart contracts that they're going to do anything really i think all of that is completely uh falling apart now and now it's just much more of a raw ponzi right like you put money in you get a hundred percent interest out right Uh, it's very classic and very typical and i think that's really helpful it it needed to get to this point i don't know where it goes from here probably it can just keep rinsing and repeating these ponzies um, with a very thin layer of technical jargon on top so i think it's a great
2: development oh no i mean wait wait till the ethereum foundation decides how many tokens are going to have then the value goes up
0: well, uh, I, I think, uh, J.W., uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised uh, by J.W.'s take on all this. Let's move over to Eastern Europe, though, and a dude who's very familiar with Russians. Uh, Eugene, uh, do you actually hear about DeFi over there, or are you just engrossed in Bitcoin?
3: Yeah, definitely, I do hear a lot of DeFi and BNFC of different Russian-speaking language speaking events online. I do hear a lot of DeFi, and I, uh, I constantly... And I'm totally assured. I look, I see a lot of, I mean, a lot of guys who are talking about DeFi, 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 and even they call it DeFi, which sounds like some <laughs> funny for for, for American <laughs> here. But uh, a couple of guys, very experienced in this topic, said to me tomorrow, uh, yesterday, that they are totally confident that DeFi will become the next hype. Like an ICO we had yeah. in 2017, they're totally confident because they are observing on trends, on talking, observing from Google statistics and so on and so forth. And they do see that the situation in DeFi space is being grown like the situation in ICO space was growing in 2015 and 16 before it came to 2017. That's my insight, and I'm sharing it with you guys. So we even decided to make a long online weekly show in Russian speaking space, of course, concerning DeFi, because predicting this future hype for uh, maybe 2000, uh, 2021, and 24th for, for the next couple of years will not be sure. We want to predict this hype. We want to bet on this hype and to be to be prepared from the media side of that that's inside i'm sharing with you
2: <laughs> i mean right there's a clear example of how the narrative um is probably the biggest like uh, the linchpin with uh bitcoin adoption and the the lack of control over that narrative i mean they did the same thing with the whole blockchain not bitcoin and uh you know
0: yeah, but that's the thing. In a decentralized land, this is where the big boys play. We just whoever takes control of the narrative takes control of the narrative. And mm-hmm. right, right now, the hype is is surrounding. It. I I agree with uh, Eugene there that uh, yeah, it's the nec- it's the next ICO thing, and a lot of people are just going to join it because they uh, FOMO. And by the way, Eugene, again, the people you were talking about with this uh, were they Russian-speaking dudes?
3: Yes, they're Russian speaking, okay. uh, but they are constantly in the Ukraine, the country okay. under Belarus, the former Soviet Republic. So I'm,
0: I'm sure Eastern Europe will produce all sorts of interesting DeFi right. products. Be careful of those interesting ones. But still, people, it, it's unbelievable that people will still like throw money at Ukraine based uh, DeFi companies, supposed companies.
1: Well, well, uh, I think. What I think is really interesting about what Eugene said there, I think it's telling is that um, he didn't say it works, right? He didn't say, oh, this is an amazing technology that enables some new user experience that we didn't have before. He said, there is a trend. We're getting confident that this trend exists and we're going to ride that bad boy for all it's worth. So yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, And it's, if it's, if it's not DeFi, even if it's not related to Bitcoin, like these things are happening all over the place. Right. A lot of green energy stuff was like this. Um, the, the Ribbon Farm guy posted a great uh, thread on Twitter the other day about what a grift is and that a grift is taking advantage of sort of a problem that doesn't really have a great solution and then papering over that to, to rip people off. And it's it's not like a con because you never know for sure that you've really been had. Um, Because there's always, oh, well, we intended, you know, the straws to be a social movement, not really impact plastic or something. Right. So I I think those things happen, but they're not it's not Bitcoin. It doesn't matter to Bitcoin. It has nothing to do with creating a new global monetary system. Um, It's just, you know, it's just a different different form of of fraud that some people will be able to profit as they write it up. But um, if you want to do that, you could do it
0: that's a really important point. It's not Bitcoin. And it does, if DeFi is going to explode due to people not understanding what it is and just want they want to ride it. Yeah. Ride it because there's going to be a crash too. It doesn't, it might take away some people's uh, interest in Bitcoin. It might distract some people from Bitcoin in the short term, but in the long term, the people who care about store of value and true decentralization will come to Bitcoin because the iron, the irony of the DeFi thing is that they're, they're all they're all centralized around like a a, a company or or something that, that controls it. That there's a weak point. There, there's something that can be hacked. There's a the the it's 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 very interesting. It's it's an ironic name to call it De- DeFi decentralized finance. It's more decentralized than traditional finance, perhaps uh, one can make that argument. But uh, uh, Jw, you, you're pointing out uh, the the specifics of what Eugene said. Uh, very uh, very good observation there. That, uh, Yeah, people. People know it's just going to be a big marketing thing. Get get in now if you're if you're one of those people that just covers this type of thing. Again, I'm not saying to do that, but you, you can see how the hype machine is going to work.
2: Well, uh, it's a Dave and Buster's token. Dave,
0: Dave and Buster's token. Okay, uh, let's go to back to Eugene here, and, uh, and 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 you guys might have questions for him about this too, because he's got. We don't. So shockingly enough. Uh, Eugene's like the only dude I know from uh, Belarus who speaks English who is who's out there in the space. Really? And, <laughs> it, it, well, yeah, and Belarus was in the news because do well, they've been in the news for two things. The Bitcoin news because they were going to have new, a nuclear power plant that helped mine uh, Bitcoin. They, so their uh, their leader, their leader said. And uh, the other the other reason Belarus was in the news is because all the SJWs of the world, and all the uh, 80 percenters, and all the vi- the virus panic people said that everybody was going to die in Belarus because they didn't give a darn about the. Vi- they they in Belarus was the only country on the planet Earth they kept on playing sports. They just went they went about their lives, and as you can see, uh, Eugene is alive and fine. So, but that there's some bigger issues in uh, in Belarus right now with with their their leader, who's been leading since 1994. So uh, quickly, Eugene, t- tell us the political situation right there and, uh, and how you guys handled the, the virus also. Is, is everybody all right there?
3: Yeah, I, I need only 60 seconds for explain this short and very sad story. Our dictator, Alexander Lukashenko, he has been on the power for 26 years since he had been elected on the first and the last democratic elections in 1994 and in August 9, we will have another presidential election and Alexander Lukashenko, of course, he's running on his seventh, I'm not mistaken, seventh cadentia. And the situation is that 97% of population hate him. He has less than 3% of legitimacy right now. And the problem is he doesn't understand this thing at all. And the current situation I would have described as a, uh, a uh, guerrilla war of population against powers, of citizens against authorities, of people against governments. And today's situation is we even created Bill Russian have been created a meme, a meme named Sasha Free Person. Me- Sasha is a Russian equivalent of name Alexander. Sasha Free Person, Free Person of, legi- of his legitimacy. And this situation we call in population Flip Flop Revolution. Why Flip Flop? Flip Flop. Because Lukashenko is uh, has has a must and uh, mustache uh, it reminds us of the cockroach. And what's the best uh, best weapon against cockroach? That's the flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all the Belarusians now they take all their flip flops and making claps and so on. For that's the mem like. Decentralized power of the internet, of the Telegram channels, once WhatsApp, four distributed power of population now fights rigid and centralized government machine. And the good news are that this rigid government machine doesn't understand that the world had changed and that technologies super changed. We live in a world of decentralized technology, and that give us a big hope that dictatorship will have ended and blockchain maybe or decentralized distributed technologies or even distributed communications will help will help us to fight against this uh dictatorship power and uh, by the words the situation in our neighbor eastern neighbor russia are quite the same vladimir putin uh has finally destroyed the constitution and the first of july and the so-called people's voting uh plebiscite and so on and so forth now these countries belarus and russia are very Look, look alike, and the situation is totally, totally understandable and totally changeable. Maybe you Americans you don't understand, or maybe maybe you do understand. That's no, they don't. They don't. They
0: think, they think Russia is this unstoppable force. There's all this. There's all these lies in America that Russia is so powerful and Putin is so loved and Putin is so scary. What well, you're saying, he's a, nothing but a paper tiger, and that's what I've been saying all Correct. along too. He's just totally. like your your dictator. He's very similar. Getting uh, getting getting get away with corruption, and now the technology is. You're saying in your country that the technology has caught up. Everybody re- realizes this dude uh, is not liked at all, but yet he's won. So these elections are fake, is what you're saying? They're fake. So when when course, he wins when yes. he wins this when he wins this next fake election, what's going to happen? Are you saying that everyone's going to get out in their flip flops? And oh, it's going to very... be more than just flip flops. They're going to be revolting with or what?
3: That's a very good Good question. Of course, we do understand that if he wins this election, so-called fake elections, like he did before, it will not stop the guerrilla war, the population. People will not stop to hate the dictator. And the situation will be getting worse and worse and worse. It will not decide the problem. And he does not understand this thing. And he cannot afford to leave his presidential chair freely. He cannot... He, cannot afford to him to say, what yes, like President Yeltsin 20 years ago in Russia said, I'm tired and I'm living. Lukashenko is not able to do the same. That's the situation. That I cannot even predict how will it end. But we will see till the end of
2: 2020. Look, and you guys are really just talking about crude and overt forms of totalitarianism. Look, we, we, we in the West, we figured out how to make these subtle, more comforting, kind of nice, cuddly forms of totalitarianism. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're right. These governments are rigid, but we're seeing what the problem is. The linchpin for all these governments is their money. Yeah, there yeah. Is so that, exit. There is an exit, and it's Bitcoin. There's well, no political I, I, solution I, to political issues. There's one. Well, that's yeah. what my question. You bring
0: up the money, Russ, and that's what I was going to ask, uh, Eugene. How's your currency been lately? Has it been
3: inflating lately? Uh, yeah, it has been inflating all last twenty-five years, <laughs> 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 or honestly saying, it still uh, since the nineteen ninety-first when Soviet Union crashed. That's a truly problem for for our uh, for our area because it's a problem of every fiat money, but uh, in our undeveloped world, and I'm surely saying that that's pre- their problem because inflation. The most problem is people do not understand the close connection between government money, fiat money, fiat money paradigm, and it's slowly rubbering when government drops with the fiat money. We try to educate them. Educate yourself and everybody around you will be
2: educated.
0: <laughs> this is the thing. You're saying that, and I know that the people are now using technology to basically talk amongst themselves saying how corrupt he is. Okay. And, and perhaps organizing a flip-flop revolution. If they're that good with technology and he's that bad with technology, I would expect more people instead of valuing their wealth and fricking rubles, because unfortunately some of you, some of the people there try to get their hands on Russian ruble. I mean, they think the Russian money is better. They should be going for the tip of the top Bitcoin. Uh, so I, You've got – and I think I said this last time. You are on the right track. You realize it. You're in the Bitcoin. You're preserving your wealth. You're preserving your freedom. If you need to get the heck out of there, you would just take your Bitcoin with you. But it just – there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect there that the people realize he's bad. They realize the situation is bad. But they haven't upped their game when it comes to their, their financials. They're, st- they're still into their uh, the local currency. Again, are people trying to get their hands on dollars at least?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, in our history dollar has always been the more solid and hard currency and every people on our side knows that dollar is the best, euro is the second best, and rubles are not the best. Of course, you are raising the question, very, very good question, very difficult question. People in their mass, they are not so educated like we and um, they do not see, maybe they will see the future connection between what money will we use, or are we using, and the political side, But it's too long distance for this. And we try to show this distance to show. If you have a government, they have a power, having power on your fiat money. Stop using fiat money. It sounds like very, very revolution right now. That's well, it, it, it's not say. about
2: what you think about money, it's about what you feel. Watch. When everybody starts to feel the pain, they're going to understand Bitcoin. Well, I have, I have
0: another thing about understanding Bitcoin. And, and, and everybody in Belarus knows Russian, right? Or, uh, of course. And, yes, and, okay. neighbors. So, so, I mean, there's no excuse for not knowing about Bitcoin. There's plenty of Russian language stuff out there about Bitcoin, correct? I mean… There's 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 plenty of Russian.
2: Uh, even Putin himself is on record saying he can't do anything with Bitcoin. He can't. He, 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 even he's talked about Bitcoin.
0: Putin's talking about Bitcoin. Everybody should know about Bitcoin in the so Russian language. Says,
3: there is no problem of not knowing Bitcoin. I just quick reminder: in December 27, Belarus uh, had officially declared the decree of. Making the digital economy, it declared on all over the world that we recognize Bitcoin and when try to implement Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and blockchain in our, in our economics and police, common registry companies, and our high technology park. Belarus has hyped well on Bitcoin. It's not a problem of recognizing the problem of using a small part of the population, of course, use Bitcoin like anywhere yeah, in the world.
2: But you're an economist, so you would understand the phenomenon of dead money, dead capital. The reason why that capital is not going to go to belarus because the the political economy isn't set up yeah well he's not saying, that he, capital yeah
0: he does understand but he's not bringing that point out up now I mean, oh. he's, he's, he's talking i mean he's talking about why the people aren't are getting their darn hands on bitcoin is what he says yeah
2: keep
3: going there eugene what
0: you were saying sorry
3: okay so i i think we will do our best for the next 10 years for Actively promote and even I could say propagate or advertise Cryptocurrencies blockchain technology and so on For so forth because the blockchain technology is the web free zero It's just not the cryptocurrency cryptocurrency is one of the oh, hundreds or even thousands of application which could improve oh, and I'm totally sure I'm totally believe that only blockchain technology Decentralized and distributed technology will help people to unite more effectively and the fighting of these so old-fashioned, archaic structures, like we see all the government, government rigid, centralized from up-to-bottom structures. Their time had gone. Our time has come. Well, I, I do want to say,
0: you you bring up how your uh, corrupt government has made uh, Bitcoin announcements before. They do that so they can remain in power. They just, I mean, they'll, they'll say anything if they think it's going to help them... Uh, uh, stay, stay up there and, and get pu- publicity and whatever to help stabilize them. Uh, so there, there's there's reasons they, they do bring up uh, certain topics at certain times and uh, it, it's uh, it's a very interesting situation you have going over there. I, I do I do wonder what will happen during this fake presidential election if the people will go beyond flip-flops. I, I hope they do I, I hope I hope the dude goes away uh so, somehow but i don't you you said on the previous show if putin disappeared and that's a long shot then your your leader would be out in a minute because he would have no he, he's allies with putin correct
3: i would have said would have said more putin vladimir putin is the only one source of lukashenko's circle legitimacy because it's not real legitimacy because the only one source of lukashenko's being in power for the for the for the times, but he won't be on power during the last five years. It is almost impossible. If one hundred percent people hate you, you cannot sit only on weapons. It is it means the constant guerrilla's war. And when you fight against ten millions up to ten millions people up to ten millions people, you can't win this unbloody war. That's my opinion.
0: Uh you, uh, you may I, I just want to stress what you said. Uh your your leader's only ally that's supporting him is Putin, which is which is similar to in, which is similar to North Korea situation. Where Charles their McGregor. where their only ally is China. If there was no if China would drop the support of North Korea, there'd be no more North Korea. It, so it, it's there's a legitimate comparison right there. And it's a uh, Lukashenko
3: dis- is super trapped into the corner, act like a real rat or real cockroach, because he has no allies all over the world. Only Putin. And even Putin doesn't help him like Lukashenko wanted him to help. Lukashenko is totally alone. He is based right now only on his guard of militia, of his, uh, how to say, Policeman, not militia. Secret police. Secret Secret, secret police. That's the only power he's based on. It's totally a weak position.
0: Okay, okay. We've gone off. It's a very interesting topic. Uh, JW, any any comments, uh, any questions for Eugene?
1: Not really. I I just hope it goes well, man. uh, (laughs) It's uh, it's a nasty situation to be in. I I don't have any insights to share, really, other than I I hope that... um, uh, I just, I hope, it I hope it goes well. I hope whether you guys get rid of him or he stays that that, that turns out to be the thing that minimizes suffering. Uh, but I, I really don't know. And, uh, I, am supportive of the efforts, uh, that you guys are, are making, even though I don't know what will work and what won't work. Um, I'm, that's one of the reasons that I, I really try to focus on Bitcoin because I, I do think that that I understand it. I understand the impacts that we'll have. I don't think it's got a lot of negative side effects. Um, and revolutions and overthrowing, you know, I mean, look, look what happened in Iraq. Like he was definitely a bad guy, but I don't think anybody would say that Iraq is better off. So I think it's hard to know, uh, the consequences of this stuff. So I generally just try to say, man, I hope it goes well. And and then just shut up.
0: Yeah. And I want to say again, people of Belarus, if any of you are watching, get your financial lives, uh, straight. Okay. Get, get, get into Bitcoin. No, no excuse to be having your your wealth in a Belarusian bank right now. Who the heck? It, with, with things that unstable, who? But there, there's still there're plenty of people, right, Eugene, that
3: have uh, money in the Belarus banks, right? Of course, like every every people in <laughs> the <ridiculous>. world. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's unfortunate. All right,
3: uh,
2: Russ.
0: Any any questions?
2: Look, you know, even you know, Trump flip flops on it. You know, he ran, he accepted donations on his run up, and then now he's just trying to backstab it and. It's a political issue. Uh, like I said, there's no political solution to this. You do have an option—the exit. Uh, you know, take it. And if you don't, you'll wait until you feel the pain, and then you will. All right.
0: Let's let's get we're, we got to hear the hour mark of the show, so it per, perfect timing. So we'll have everybody uh, do. Uh, let me let me just make sure there were no other topics I wanted to talk about. All right. Uh, well, there's, there's 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 one real quick thing here. There's one real quick thing. Has anyone, uh, and this was asked asked of me, all of you are, are big into Bitcoin. Have you lost any friends because of Bitcoin? Or have you moved away from people uh, and, and become less close to people because your mindset has changed about uh, your, your total mind? And you kind of see people in a different light and you don't want to be around them anymore.
2: Uh, Rust. Uh, that will only happen if you talk about that uh, men's group men's okay. right that will only ha- nothing ever happened with Bitcoin. People Not just it. get annoyed you know and then at the end of the day look Bitcoin I think is going to uh, it's going to end up in the hands of very smart disruptive thinkers. The speculators will end up selling at some point they all do that's their mantra. This stuff will end up accumulating the biggest threat that Bitcoin uh, represents to the hegemony, the culture leads to plutocrats is the fact that it's going to heavily capitalize disruptive thinkers. I myself have a number of ideas. I will start, but I want to see this main adoption and then I'll start looking to, uh, and, uh, do my own projects.
0: May, may the first trillionaire on earth be a Bitcoin holder. Pound that like button. Uh, JW going back to that, uh, what I said. Have you have any relationships changed
1: because of Bitcoin? No, not really. I mean, I've definitely lost some uh, some acquaintances over the COVID thing um, because uh, I just you know I can't I can't be around people that are that dangerous that will flip and become agents of the state over the common cold that quickly. Dang it! I said something other than the virus. I'm sorry, man. Uh, dang it! It's uh, all right. I I I, I got to work on my new speak. A uh, little 1984 reference for everybody. Uh, but, uh, you know, actually, Bitcoin has made a lot of relationships easier for me, especially uh, folks that are real status or uh, gun control advocates, that sort of stuff, because um, it's a lot easier to put up with people when they don't, you don't really feel like they have much power over you. Um, and, you know, there's still a lot of power in the democratic system over the next decade, but it's a lot easier to look at somebody that would like to control your children's future when you know that they can't. Um, And it's also kind of fun to tell them that you know that they can, right? Like, oh, that's an interesting opinion. You realize how irrelevant that is, right? Like, you know, it's the 3D printed guns thing all over again, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's great. You'd like to impose your will on all of my children and children's children. But uh, have you considered the fact that the government's going to be fully defunded at some point soon? Uh, so, no, I haven't really, I mean, maybe maybe some people have uh, drifted away from me that I haven't really cared about. But uh, but in general, uh, it's been kind of a pleasure.
0: All right. Let's go to Eugene. Have you uh, any of your relationships changed because of Bitcoin?
1: The
3: answer is totally on the contrary. I never lost my friend and quite the opposite. I turned my life on 180 degrees due to Bitcoin. And I have completely changed my life due to two things in my life. First is Austrian economics. Second is Bitcoin, like a uh, uh, logic, const- uh, logic consequence of knowing our economics and idea of sound money. Uh, right now, I'm here like Crypto MC, and I'm doing what I love. And I'm I, I conversating with the guys, uh, especially with you guys. I totally wide my uh, presence on the planet Earth on the, you know, due to Bitcoin, just due to Bitcoin. So Bitcoin changed my life. I'm not, I'm not praying on Bitcoin. I just see it's like in a technology, we can return to people's sound, sound money to people, and I want to observe this, and I want to help the situation as do my do my best. What what have I I may do for that situation? I want to be part of that.
0: All right. Well, uh, very positive take from you there, and I want to say we're gonna we're gonna get to the final statements here. First of all, you mentioned crypto MC. You are the crypto MC. It's in the background. Uh, Eugene is linked to bef- below. All you Russian-speaking and English-speaking people, he's a good guy to to follow. Uh, I, also, there's a comment here, real quick. Uh, what's this guy saying? What are you, UK Ukrainian President Zelensky? Uh, any uh, any opinion on that? There, yeah. Uh,
3: with the Ukrainian President Zelensky, we were born in the same year, in 1978, and I do clearly understand how he how he, he thinks. Uh, Honestly saying, I'm not learning the Ukraine situation. It's quite worse the situation in uh, Russia and Ukraine from the economic point. But the only one difference of the Ukraine from the Belarus and Russia, Belarus and Russia are dictatorship countries. Ukraine is not. It is quite anarcho, I would say, an anarcho country. This, yes, they have president, but they don't need president at all. And I see the future of Ukraine more, more interesting than the future of our country, Belarus.
2: Did you Russia. see
0: it's, it's more anarcho there? Anarcho?
3: Was that yes. Okay. In, so, okay, they, they got this president, but they just do what the heck they're going to do. Yeah. Right. I, meant, I meant that in sight, in their psychological thinking, Ukrainian nation, they are more anarchic. anarchic. They hate slavery, hate slavery organically. I don't know why Did they, uh, they elect president, maybe that uh, takes from, from the past, but technically they are freedom lovers and we Russians and Belarusians are mostly the slavery lovers. It's a pity to say, it's very sad to, mm. sad to say, but that's the truth, that's the big difference Wow. That, that's true right there nice. maybe
0: that's and so i would assume there's a higher percentage of uh ukrainians that hold bitcoin than uh belarus well i know than Belarusians, but maybe then maybe than russia also so good i like freedom lovers here in america uh you can say what you want about america but during this whole virus thing uh it, americans there are plenty of americans that were, were speaking up and i didn't see any other country uh people speaking up against this uh this nonsense. Also, you said he's born in 1978?
3: Yes, we, we were born in 1978. Yes, I'm he's 40 young, years old. Young,
0: he's a young a young leader there. Very
3: interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty, yes, I, yeah. I guess the younger one. The New, the New Zealand woman is, is younger than that. I think she's not even 40. Okay, okay. So, any, any conclusionary thoughts there? Uh, anything else you want to add, Eugene? No. All right. Well, thank you very much. He's linked below, everybody. Sh- thank you, and good luck. Oh, my God. Good luck to the people of Belarus. Don't have that slave mentality, dudes. Have it. Be more like the Ukrainians. Freedom. Love it, baby. Okay, now, uh, Russ, your final
2: words. Well, since the topic of slavery has come up, I might as well mention that a lot. The best slave is one that willingly accepts those conditions as a type of weird freedom, as a type of patriotism, as a type of love. Um, Bitcoin offers, I think to me, the the ability of people to finally get financial sovereignty, but it isn't just about decentralized money. It's about decentralizing work. I advocate about democratically run worker cooperatives as a solution on that part, but it's also another part that's going to be about education. And the way to solution that is to have open learning platforms, but also reinstitute apprenticeships. You actually learn by learning and by doing. And then finally, it's not going to be worth anybody's time. I, people like Max Kaiser and, like I said, Vortex and some of these have, have banned me because I talked about men's rights. Understand this, guys. You can profit from this all you want, but they can take it away. You have to understand what's at foot here. And that simp uh, is the most willing slave right now is, I think, underestimated and un, under, underconcerned, in fact. All
0: right. Hey, dude, I, I wouldn't cancel you just because you bring up the men going their own way. That's that's not that's not cool. But again, and some of these people speak up against cancel culture, but then they're the quickest ones to hit that uh, ban button or hit that block button or whatever. All right, uh, dude. Very, very good points there. And we will leave it with uh, J.W.
1: Right on. So um, I think the the. Thing that I was most interested in that we talked about today is DeFi. I'm a little freaked out that uh, (laughs) that it's bigger than I thought because it's just so dumb. But uh, I guess I guess I'm going to get to see an ICO uh, like bubble myself. Um, So what I want to leave you guys with is this thought experiment, and I'll I'll give you a little bit of the answer to it uh, as well. But if you try to answer the question, why haven't there been any lotteries uh, run on any of these supposed blockchains? Right? I mean, I, I would propose there's only one blockchain it's bitcoin everything else is a fraud and a ponzi and it's uh, it's really a better way to describe it as probably a grift um but that's one of the simplest uh sort of financial applications right everybody takes a little bit of money they put it into a pot and then there's a certain random way that we select which person gets all of the pot right it it, it may be the absolute simplest sort of smart contract or or uh financial product or financial experience you can possibly come up with. But we haven't seen that exist on any of these other things. And I think the, the answer to that is Bitcoin doesn't support it yet because it's, it's uh, it, it doesn't support uh, that sort of smart contracting, but it, it's coming. Um, something like simplicity is going to enable these things. Um, and maybe we'll even get it without, get some of this sort of stuff. Somebody will find a, a creative way to glue it together and create a lottery um, even earlier. I'm not sure. But so far, we don't have it because Bitcoin hasn't tried to do a bunch of smart contracting stuff. It's been very secure, very conservative, um, and it hasn't got around to it yet. But it hasn't existed on any of these other blockchains as well. And I believe the reason for that is that it would result in governments cracking down on these people, because there's a ton of money in that particular grift, and governments have a pretty good pretty good control of it. Um, so these guys, are they're having to do a little bit more subtle of scams Uh, where they can still pay off the right number of people and it's not such a blatant in-your-face attack on your local mafia uh, because these things just can't hold up to it. So it doesn't make sense and if again just use that as a thought experiment if DeFi is real if all of these things are real why can't they do a lottery? It doesn't make sense they could do something much more complicated like taking in loans and paying out interest over time and all that sort of stuff without being able to do a very simple thing that what is is one of the most popular global financial instruments. I mean, it funds a lot of the schooling in the United States or these uh, lottery tickets. There's a ton of money to be made in that. So why haven't they gone after that very simple application yet?
0: Wow, what a thought experiment to end the show with there, baby. All right, dudes. Well, thank you very much, JW, Eugene, and Russ. It has been a very unique show because we're all unique beasts here. Everybody, you get this week in Bitcoin, the best fricking guests in the space every freaking Friday. Who knows what time on Friday, but you'll get it on Friday. New show here in the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem every day. Tomorrow, well, actually right after this, I'm going to go on the backup channel and tomorrow on the backup channel uh, beyond Bitcoin type of stuff. Subscribe to both the backup and the uh, this real channel, Bitcoin Meister. Everybody enjoy your uh, holiday or whatever it is for you. Try to be productive, though, because there's so many people on Earth that are not productive. So you'll you'll have an advantage over that. It, you know, love your freedom, freedom, uh, appreciate your freedom. Do you remember, uh, you know, Russ said that right now there's a lot of people that have that think slavery is freedom. It, it's, it's unbelievable uh, what, what's been going on in this year, 2020. But I'm positive it's the freaking golden age. The 20 percenters are going to make the most of it. So pound the like button, bang the bell button, Shabbat Shalom. I will see you guys tomorrow, next week, whenever you tune in. Thanks, everybody.